Well, Real Talkers, make sure you're sitting down for this one because we have got some Real Talk royalty in the house. Two words, Debbie Lee. Thank you so much for joining us on Real Talk. Yeah, no, nah, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Before I um I get to the chapter book of all your accomplishments on and off the footy field, I would just um like to ask you the one word that best describes yourself. Oh, I'd have to say determined. Determined. Um, on my reflection on on what I've done day to day, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that's what resonates with me. Um, I think people didn't realise that the more they said no or the more they devalued um, what we were trying to do, um, just really create a fire in my belly. And, um, yeah, I guess all the knockbacks I had, you'd have to have some sort of sense of determination, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. That's with me. Yeah, that the determination in your belly uh, is why I gave you the word indestructible because I was trying to think of, there were so many good ones that I could have put to you. And I'm sort of more from that rugby league world, but have a great appreciation for the AFL world and just women in sport in general. And um, by the sounds of your story, you've been beaten down plenty of times, but you continue to get back up. And on behalf of all the women, and I'm, and there's plenty of men who are supportive as well, I'd say a big thank you and thanks for being indestructible. Um, Oh, thanks. I sound like a superhero. I might, I might actually share that when I go home with my five-year-old. Yep. Get get yeah, out that no. cape and you wear yeah. it around because you're a superwoman. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it greatly. Let me start by saying your on-field accomplishments are just as great as your off-field accomplishments. 304 gamer. Hall of Famer, the first female Hall of Famer. That deserves a round of applause in itself. You have done absolutely everything I think there is to do in the women's AFL and AFL world. Mind you, off the footy field, you've been a volunteer, a captain, a player, a coach. Um, you've been president. You even, gosh, you even made your own team. And now you're the general manager of the Western Bulldogs. Now, Debbie Lee, let that sink in for a moment, but... How's the resume? Um, it's funny, Kate, because um, you just did what you did, if you know. You know, it was this, you know, I looked at footy and it gave me just as much. People can reflect and go, well, I gave a lot to the sport, but certainly gave a, a lot to me. I sort of call it my university. You know, I joined it I joined at 17 as a young woman who was just trying to figure it all out and, you know, still learning along the way. But, um, you know, I'm, I finished playing footy at 40. It's a long time, isn't it? But, um yeah, it, it, it's nice to reflect and the, the Hall of Fame induction, absolutely, I'm really humbled to receive that. But, you know, I, I guess I was just so focused on, on, on the outcome and um, trying to provide a better pathway for us because um, there was that whole element of fairness that sits with me and I just couldn't understand why people didn't understand why we wanted to play the game. Yeah. You, you say it so well, so raw and just and, and real, and that's what we want to talk about. So... For everybody, who who was Debbie Lee growing up? Oh, look, Debbie Lee lived in pa um, Parkstone Avenue in Pascoval. I have two older brothers and an older sister. Um, beautiful family. Um, and I guess footy started for me at an early age in the streets of Parkstone Avenue on the bitumen. And these were the days where you, you know, had kids rolling around out the front riding their bikes and billy carts and all that sort of stuff. So my introduction to footy was um, through my older brothers. So they're probably about four or five years older and their mates. And... That was a great introduction when I reflect back because there was no emotion, wasn't allowed to cry. Um, 
they were a lot stronger than me. And I probably, you know, I wasn't the most skillful um, footy player, no doubt about it. I didn't have that. That wasn't my strength. But I guess what I did have, and I think this grew from Parkstone Avenue, was that physicality um, uh, and, and trying to find footy. So that's the early um, beginnings of, um, you know, where I started. And, um, yeah, it was a great, great childhood. Absolutely. It's beautiful. You'd do it all over again, even the billy carts. <laughs> yeah. <Down the> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was you and the start of your football career. Who were you away from the footy field? Who was I away? Uh, I was a tomboy. Um, I love sport. Um, in the early days, I wanted to be a sports journalist. Um, yeah, I, I'd be, I was pretty self-sufficient as a kid. I'd go, I was adventurous. So, you know, often I'd be jumping off the um, next door neighbor's garage. I remember that. Um, jumping off my own garage into our pool. I remember that. So, yeah, I was a pretty adventurous sort of kid. Um, and I was self-sufficient and I'd, I'd keep myself occupied, but definitely a tomboy. Like, you know, my first style was, um, what was his name? Action Man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have Happy Birthday Bobby. I had Action Man. <laughs> which I, which I, my son today and I had Hulk Hogan. So there you go. Um, yeah, and I was I was uh, the youngest of four. You know, I had two older brothers. Um, dad worked. Mum was at home. You know, Dad did a job that he hated for you know for years in the taxation department just to you know provide for us. Um, we weren't you know overly um, wealthy, but we had a good life. And um, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade that. Anyway, but you know, being the youngest of four, you had to you had to find your way. Um, yeah. You know, there was three other siblings there, and you know, they were all good family. It was great. So the turning point for you, you were a basketballer, if I'm correctly researched, and then it just it wasn't your passion. So no. this footy venture into now being in the Hall of Fame, greatest setback for you, or is it continuous? Um. I guess there was there was milestones, you know. Um, there was a lot of setbacks. So I guess if I if I summarise it, you know, a really a, a setback for me was probably just not feeling valued. Um, you know, there was numerous occasions. You know, I recall walking to the the first. I've been invited as a president to the first, um, I guess, VFL um, competition, with, which was which was all the representatives from the men's um, uh, teams. Not one person spoke to me, you know, and it was awful. And you know, I was only young, so I didn't, I didn't know, you know. Um, people talk about me being on the Hammerheads, which was a reality TV show. That was petrifying, absolutely petrifying, um, you know. And just, I guess there was just setbacks on the way in terms of, you know, I had that combination of, um, you know, being uh, trying to promote the sport, and then there was my off-field stuff, which is I was trying to figure out who I was. So then there was this whole piece of me about not being myself because, for God forbid, did I want to be a gay woman trying to promote um, women's footy in a male-dominated sport because I didn't want to give anyone excuses to say, oh, she's a man-hater, oh, she's doing this because of this and not, not just to actually peel it all back and say, you know, the reason why she's doing it because she loves the sport and she wants she, she sees that it's not fair. Um, and it took me a long time, Kate, to actually probably land that piece to be myself you know, and particularly in the AFL industry. Um, it, was, it was pretty challenging. And I had my own ambitions. It wasn't, you know, the outside world as well. It was a combination. So there's, there's a fair few pieces in there. 
Yeah, that seems like quite the puzzle. So you had to find happiness in yourself and be okay with being yeah. openly gay. How long did you hide yeah. that for? Well, I had my first role at the Bulldogs um, and I was there for eight years and I never disclosed it. And then I went to Melbourne um, and, again, I was, you know, going down that pathway of non-disclosure and I probably worked there for two years. And then I just met two incredible women who really demonstrate how to be yourself um, and not afraid. And, um, yeah, it, it probably took – and that wasn't just in the footy industry. I would say in my um, other roles that I had prior to coming into the sporting industry, I was the same. So it was a long period of time and I started working as a probably 20-year-old. So it probably was ten, oh, it'd be more than 10 years that I um, wasn't comfortable to disclose um, my sexuality. Wow. Why yeah. not? Uh, ridicule yeah. um, because often when we played football we were called butch we were called all yeah. sorts of derogative names that had a sexual connotation so I'm like oh god I don't want to open up a can of worms here um, so I just ignored it I ignored it ignored it and then um, you know I'm really comfortable where I am now and I'm really comfortable that I have two beautiful children I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I love the fact that girls um, at my own footy club with the Bulldogs, see that I'm a, a woman with dick. Yeah. Who were the two women who helped you feel comfortable enough to come here? Yeah, uh, Karen Hayes. So she's the uh, she was a board member at the time. She's the current CEO of Guide Dogs, um, and also Jim Watt, who um, was my boss at the time, and um, she was a market general manager of marketing, and now she's moved into that role at the MCC. And they're just great. Um, they never sat down and we had these heart to heart chats, and I never asked them to be a mentor. It was just I just watched them, um, and they were. I was so surprised that they were so completely themselves. And what was really surprising is people listened to them. <laughs> Um, it's a great lesson. Wow. I didn't think that our chat would go that way, but you just watched them. They didn't, yeah, they didn't have a heart to heart with you. And then you found, mm. found yourself, well, finally, because that's, that's a long time to go hide, yeah. well, not hiding them, but you were hiding the seat because you were so worried of the stereotypes and you didn't want to be that image derived with it. Wow. Or associated with it. Gosh, damn. There you you know, I reckon the last probably three years or so, I'm now comfortable talking about it publicly, like in forums such as these. So, you know, um, yeah, and that's good. That's a good thing. We all need to be yeah. ourselves, don't we? Yes. And I think that everybody listening would go, you know what? She's human. Cool. She's mm -hmm. not, you know, you're not that superwoman. Well, you are, but you still had to get over those hurdles as well, like everybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So then where did all this strength come from to stay so determined? Because when you were picking up that footy, trying to play, trying to start teams, it was 1993 that you then started the Spurs and then you're president. Um, and now it's associated with the Western Bulldogs. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, at an early age, I love footy. I love the game itself. Um, and then there must have been, and not realising until I was a mature age woman, I think, there's got to be this sense of value that sit, had to sit underlining me around fairness. You know, I've come to that conclusion because, um, you know, it could have been easy just to um, put the cue in the rack and say, oh, you know, this is all too hard or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just play the game. Um, but 
the amount of women and connections and the amount of women who felt the same. It just wasn't right. Um, so, you know, and, and again, I've got to say, it just wasn't Debbie Lee running around. You, you don't get to where the sport is just on one person. There's amazing women and men that have helped on the journey and it was just a common goal. And that's where you get your strength from. You get your strength on from those people that go, hey, we're up against it. But you did have a, you did have your network. You had your players at the club. You had your executive members um, who, who jumped on and volunteered when I was president. So you had your strength from, from there. And that willingness is, you know, um, you know, you can't do it, but it's like, oh, hang on, let's let's work through this. I think we, we might be able to get out a, a bit of a solution here. So that's where I drew my strength is through other people. Absolutely. Mm. Um, your speech for the Hall of Fame, I um, I had a really good quote here. Thanks to the unsung heroes, like you mentioned just then, the women and men who stood beside me in the journey of women's football. I found it really refreshing that you also mentioned the men because so often, and clearly what you were trying to steer away from is, oh, yeah, it's all the women, I'm this extreme feminist. Unfortunately, it's the tag that you, or the brush that you get because of what you're doing. How many, how much support did you get from men? Oh, amazing. I mean, if, if you look at the numbers, it's, you know, unbalanced, clearly. But the reality of more women working the sport, that's just the reality. But, you know, I had Jim Watterson, I had um, Chris Nash. Chris Nash was a young uni student who was doing a placement. And this is early 2000s and he wanted to work in women's footy. So we got him on board. Like, amazing, ahead of his time, ahead of his time. Um, Anthony Dijon helped me out. He, was a, he still is a chief financial um, or CCO. And he actually helped out with our financial platforms. Um, and then, obviously, through we had Grant Williams. Now, Grant Williams was probably one of the first um, decision makers in the AFL that listened, and he was the CEO of AFL Victoria at the time. He not only listened, he had a genuine care, and that was the difference. Uh, and then Cam Swab um, at Melbourne Footy Club. He was the one that just went, this is, we've got to do something about this, because they were, really Melbourne Footy Club were the platform where the exhibition series started. Um, so, you know, I've just rattled off six or seven men. Um, and, and now, you know, I've got Chris Grant at the club, Amit Baines, who is CEO. They're really genuine around women in footy. So, yeah. you know, there's, you know, more than 10 uh, um, males that have, and then I've got my brothers and all, all that network. So um, I never sort of sit there and, and say, oh, it's all the women. Certainly there's been a high proportion of us, but equally there's been some, some really great, supportive, um, genuine contributions from from our male counterparts yeah the probably the more you think about it, you go oh i didn't mention him and i didn't mention him and him <laughs> but it's been a big couple of weeks for aflw um now saying that they're going to have this fully expanded 18 team competition and for every other code of women's sport I feel like they are holding their breath, hoping that it will fall over at any cost. But for you, you must be going, yeah, this hard work, this has gone a long way. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, that's where we wanted to land it, didn't we? We wanted to have 18 clubs represented, get more women playing the game, more opportunity for roles in footy as well. Um, uh, and media across the whole board so it's great mm. it's great and I think the next progress and it's progression and I think the next progression is when, when can these athletes become full-time um when can we actually support them in a, in a greater sense so um yeah it's fantastic and, and people talk about the the talent but I'm not too worried about that 
you know, we, I've seen the young girls in the draft and, and the pathways they've been, they'll be fine. Um, the girls last year, competition went up and, and us women, we're that determined, we'll just continue to output a good product. So it's really exciting. You only started in 2017, was it? So like, give the competition another 10, 20 years. And I, I have the same idea with the standard because that seems to be the common denominator is, oh, you don't have the talent pool. Oh, you won't be able to field 30 in each team. Have you seen the men's competitions? Have you seen yeah. how how spread out it is with even their talent? Like it's always going to be a problem at the end of the day, isn't it? It's it's interesting, isn't it? And I, I just find it humorous. Men's foot has <laughs> been away 150 years, guys. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, um, and and they're built differently. Um, yeah, but you know. You'll have, you'll have, there'll be a stage where we'll all, we'll all continue to grow, but it's a growing sport. It's, it's only in its sixth year we have 18 clubs. That's just, let's celebrate that. But, you know, those, those you know, concentrating and focusing on that, I guess that's where, you, you know, people tend to go to just naturally. But I think, I think we'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. You'll be better than fine. And uh, I've just, like I mentioned, coming from rugby league, we're going, whoo. Girls, will, there'll be a lot of code switches and it'll be really healthy for women's sport. Love that it's also being televised. Um, now, highlight for you. In all of this, you get the, the Hall of Fame tag. It's a first for the female Hall of Fame. But where does that sit in terms of career highlights for you? Oh, look, absolutely. Look, you never ask for these things, Kate, do you? Like, you know, when they when Richard, who was the chairman, who is the chairman, he called me. I actually went straight to, oh, my gosh. One of my AFLW players has done something seriously wrong. If he's calling me, <laughs> I'll promise, hand on heart, I went, I'm going to call him straight back because I think we're in trouble here. Um, and then he said the news. So I was pleasantly surprised, but a true story. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, it's it's um, highlights for me are the highlights, you know, the small wins. So, you know, the first time we were able to play on a VFL ground for um, one of our final series when we were playing for Victoria. The first time we got a major sponsor. The first time we were able to employ someone part-time to work in women's footy. You know, they're the little wins. And then personally, I think it was a 2004 grand final. So that was all about the game, yep, but it was more for that. It was more about, for me, we made it. You know, the Spurs had gone for a decade or so, just over a decade, and we survived and all this turmoil and, you know, experiences we actually that was the, I guess, you know, the the end result. So, and then you've got obviously the, the AFL and the VFL, uh, sorry, the AFL competition, but there's all little milestones on the way. You know, one of the biggest highlights for me was playing state footy. Loved it. You know, it was, it was so fun. And I'm sure you've been in those situations through your sporting career where you're playing against, the, you know, these girls they uh, week in, week out, and then you come together as a state. It's just phenomenal. And, and that were a lot of my cherished moments with state footy. Yeah. So who was the first major sponsor that you got? ANZ. Go ANZ. Yes. They, they supported netball for a long time in its early days as well. Yeah. You only need one, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, mm. we, were, we were so excited. Oh, you <laughs> it, was only it was only 20 grand. We were pretty happy with that in the day. <laughs> yeah. What year was that? Oh, that would have been early 2000. Yeah, okay. around probably yeah, early 2000. Gosh, that's unreal. So I've mentioned setbacks. Is there a story that stands out for you um, where you came close to breaking point and you thought, nah, can't do this now? Ah, uh, there was a few. Um, 
you know, the um, there was the interesting time was around. Um, I guess if I talk about the Hammerheads, which was the reality TV show, I guess what was a bit devastating for me is that people thought it was all about Debbie Lee. Um, so for those that don't know, there was a really a reality TV show, one of the first shows, and it was all about um, selecting community members from um, the local community, and I was the girl. And I don't think they ever planned it, but I was the token girl. So we were on Channel 7 every Friday night, and it was um, an interactive uh, show, reality TV show with the audience public. Um, and what was disappointing is um, I hated it. I did not like putting myself out there. There were so many uncomfortable um, situations. I was on national television. I had no idea. I had no training. I didn't know what they were going to ask me. But the football community, in terms of women's football community, it was almost like everyone had turned against me a little bit because they thought it was a Debbie Lee show and couldn't see that I was trying to start a conversation outwardly. So I guess that was a bit devastating. But the other thing I think was, you know, I reflect now is how I created an environment for my friends um, around who they should be and how they should behave at a football club. What I mean by that, I often used to say to them, hey, girls, just remember, this is a family club. And that, they all knew what I was talking about. That They all knew that, you know, we were playing footy at this local Western Suburbs footy club, um, that, you know, just be mindful, we're women, but making that reference to their sexuality. And I'm mortified that I said that, mortified now, that I was telling women not to be themselves. Yeah, that's something that I just, you know, look back. And a young woman, I don't even know, I'm 24, 24, probably 21, 23, and I'm just, you know, looking at the community and society and going, girls, we don't want to deal with this as well. So that's a bit of a regret for me is not having the ability or strength to back then to turn it around quicker. Wow. But do you know what? That's that's what was happening back then. And you had nobody to even support you during that to help give you the confidence to be real. Look how long it even took yourself to, to have the confidence to be you. And it takes a lot of vulnerability. Um, it takes you to be vulnerable to now admit that too. Um, yeah. Are the friends from back then around today? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds um, great. Years, you know, there's one of my best mates. She came to uh, the Spurs when she was 16. Uh, so I've known her, you know, 20, probably look longer, 25 years. Um, so yeah, yeah, and it was a journey, and we all understand it. Like you know, it was a journey, and and when we were playing for you, the, the beautiful thing was we were a community within a community. Yeah. Um, clubs are really just paying for the bills essentially, uh, which wasn't much, and we were just a community within a community, and it was so strong. And in the early days, women's football was so connected. Because of that, it was amazing. We used to train down the road with um, when we were sunshine. We used to train with the opposition team, Albion Football Club. You know, <laughs> that's what you. It wasn't the you know after a game. You know, it was everyone was in and had a really you know shared stories of the game. It was just really different. It was really really connected, uh, oh. which is sort of changed. Yeah. Gosh, I, re- I could talk to you all day. I feel like my head's going ballistic, going, oh, my God, I want to know what happened in Hammerheads. I want to know what happened here. I want to happen here. But we'll just have to catch up again soon because I've got to let you go. Um, last thing to ask you is just a message for for any of those men or women listening that you'd say if they're, um, if they're wanting to achieve something, how do they be yeah. determined like you? Um, get good people around you, but just be yourself. I think that's the message. 
um, be authentic um, and just be yourself. Mm. Be real. Be real. You want me to be real? There you go. Yeah. How about in Plato? <laughs> no, that's all right. That's perfect. Best of luck this season. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, thanks, Kate. Thanks very much for having me. Team, if you enjoyed that one, like and subscribe for me. And don't forget, we're here for a real time, for a long time. Oh,